Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net and welcome to another episode of the HTDC Podcast, aka the HowToDrawComics.net Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here today and in this episode what we are going to be discussing is that feeling of nervousness that you get whether you're a beginner or a more advanced artist on a higher level before you jump into that next big project or that next big illustration that you want to get started on. It's having the courage to start your art, to begin that next step, which is going to lead you through to the completion of, again, that project that matters to you, that comic book, if you're writing, it could be a novel or a graphic novel. It really could be anything creative. In fact, a lot of the time, what we discuss here on the HowToDrawComics.net podcast can often translate over into almost every other art form, whether you're making music, whether you're writing books, whether you're an illustrator, whether you're a fine artist, and of course, whether or not you're a comic book artist. Because there is this certain level of hesitation that we get, especially if we've built something up inside our mind beforehand and we've allowed it to ruminate inside our minds for an extended period of time. You know, it was the beginnings of an idea, the, sand, the, the seed was planted, and the more that we thought about it, the more it grew the more vivid it became. And all of a sudden, this initial notion of an idea that we started out with, which was, and usually starts out, very, very small, has now become this gargantuan monster of an idea that now we have to somehow find the energy, the commitment, and the dedication to fulfill if we want to create that vision and turn it into a reality. So this is where the nervousness springs from and that hesitation comes about before we jump into it. You know, and this is why I like to try my best to make sure that when I come up with an idea I think is going to work well, I try to get started on it as quickly as I can because... If I let it grow too much beforehand, I'm just, I'm going to be too scared to jump into it. It's going to be too big. It's going to be too much of an accomplishment to see through in reality. And it always starts out very, very small and manageable. And that's the key word here. When it comes to being motivated to be able to do something, when we're first pumped up and energetic about it, that initial idea, it feels like an idea that you could realistically work on and see through to the end. But then, as we get excited about it, as we build it up, again, inside the, the confines of our mind, it blossoms mentally before we actually get to start it physically. And this can cause the creativity to come about before 
it's actually supposed to. It's kind of like putting the cart before the horse in a sense. In a way, you're not letting that creative process unfold in the act of creation. And instead, you're letting it run its course within your mind before you actually get started on it. And this is where we run into problems because not only do we end up building it up so much that we're just too reserved, unconfident, and afraid to get started on it, but it also somehow loses its novelty. There is only a certain amount of time that we can contemplate something, that we can think about it and ponder upon it. There's only a certain amount of interest that will be associated for that idea in a given amount of time. And once it expires, all of a sudden, not only are we faced with this old notion of an idea that we thought we wanted to pursue that would have been fun in the beginning, but now it's built up so much that it seems like an impossible feat. So we're really working against two different, very powerful obstacles that are now before us. So what I'd like to do in this episode is share with you a few of the tactics and the techniques that I've used to just jump straight into it, building up the courage to start my art, regardless of the reason as to why I'm holding out and biding time before I jump into it. And hopefully you'll be able to take them on board and use them to your own advantage to be more productive, to stave off art block and procrastination, and really do what it is that you care about doing most, which is creating, whether, again, that be comic books, movies, stories, whatever it is. There is only a certain amount of creativity we seem to have in a given day, sometimes a given week, a given month and even a given year where there's almost like this burst of energy that we have within us. And if we don't get it out at the right time, all of a sudden we miss that opening and it feels like it's now too late for us to begin what it was we wanted to set out to do. So here's my first tip. The problem is when it comes to having the courage within yourself to jump in and just start creating. It comes from a number of things, or it can come from a number of things. And the first culprit that you might have already guessed could be a lack of feeling like you have the ability to pull it off in the first place. Now, this is amplified if you've built it up inside your mind. You know, say it's a full comic book, for example, and your standard of what a comic book should be is measured against the greats, such as what you might have seen in the comic books created by Jim Lee, or, you know, collaborated, at least, with Jim Lee. And, you know, David Finch, Mark Silvestri, Todd McFarlane, you know, you look at these comic books, you read them, you look at the artwork, you love the stories, and you aspire to be able to create something similar one day. 
And because of that weighty expectation that you've got on yourself, combined with that feeling of inadequacy within your own process, within your own level of skill, that is what is going to hold you back. It's going to make you nervous, shy, and you're going to just put it off and off and off until that moment, that spark of inspiration passes you by. And all of a sudden, that great idea that you had doesn't seem that great anymore, at least not to the extent where it's any longer a worthwhile pursuit. And so you have to go easy on yourself in order to overcome that particular problem, in order to move past that symptom of not having enough courage to start your art. You need to take a load off, understand that, hey, Jim Lee, Mark Silvestri, those artists that you look up to, in their own minds, they're not perfect. And really, if you think they're perfect, then that's just a matter of perception anyway. That's that's just someone's opinion of their work. Another person could come along and not really think that much of their art. So if perfection is really just a matter of perspective, then why would we try to necessarily attain it and compare ourselves to a level of expectation that is far outside what we're able to achieve. What we need to do instead is we need to be able to say, hey, I'm not perfect. And the great thing is, is that you don't have to be to get started. In fact, if anything is going to get you closer to that vision of perfection that you have, it will be simply sitting down and doing the work, doing what you need to in order to see that idea through to fruition and watch it blossom. Now, in what form it ultimately ends up as, whatever the outcome might be, that shouldn't be something which concerns you, but rather something that inspires you in the beginning. Because it is that feeling of inspiration, that faith in what it could be, what it will be, that pushes you forth further along down the road until you reach that end destination, just through your ability to be productive, through your ability to take action. And so as long as you're doing that, you will be slowly working toward your goals in almost every facet. You'll be getting better just through taking action, through practice. And you don't need to be at a certain point necessarily to pull off the ideas that you want to create. Maybe later on down the track in the future, you'll be able to do a better job on them. Fine, that's okay. But that doesn't mean that you've got an excuse to put it off, that you've got an excuse to quit now before the idea has ever had a chance in the first place. And so make sure that you're letting go of those unrealistic expectations that you have on yourself. Perfection is only in the eye of the beholder. And so all you've got to do is try to make sure that you're measuring up to your best when you tackle these projects.
And as long as you're at least meeting the same standard of quality that you pulled off in the last big project you undertook, whether it be that illustration or the comic book that you did last, or the story that you wrote, the music track that you produced, as long as what comes next measures up to that or surpasses it, that's really all that you should be expecting of yourself. Because in terms of perfection, that's really what it should mean to you. Perfection is only that. It's your best. So just do your best and you'll be absolutely fine. And if you have been holding off on starting your art because of that, then hopefully lowering your expectation and giving yourself a break, cutting yourself some slack will allow you to maybe get that little bit closer to actually starting it. Now, number two, the second tip that I'm going to give you concerns another symptom that may be causing this reluctance to just get started on your art. And that is, of course, what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that the idea you were so excited about getting started on has now blown itself out of proportion. It's way bigger than you initially comprehended it would be. And because you have built it up so much, it may indeed be impossible for you to accomplish in a realistic amount of time to a realistic level of quality that you're going to be satisfied with. And the sheer amount of time that we now have to cater for the production of this idea is also something which is going to likely make you hesitate or call off the pursuit of this idea entirely. So the way in which to get around that is to, when you come up with an idea, and I did already mention this a little bit, but I'm going to expand on it here. The way that you need to get past that is let the idea grow a little bit but don't let it grow into a full-blown adult just yet. And don't let it grow past its expiry date, for goodness sake. Let it grow a little. Give it, give it some vitality. Breathe some life into it inside your imagination first. But keep things vague. Keep them manageable. It's important not to build it up too much inside your mind from the get-go. You want to... Have enough there to work with, because inevitably, when you actually jump into it and you begin producing this product that you're setting out to create, inevitably, it's going to take its own form. New paths will open up of creativity that you will inevitably want to explore. New options. It'll grow in its own way but you can't let it mature within your mind completely because otherwise you're cutting out the part of the process that matters most. The part where you actually get to work and you start to allow it to, you feed the idea in an actionable way and then that's how it grows from that point onward. Because you need to start out small if you are going to have a place to begin. If there's going to be 
any progress made at all. There needs to be a point at which you start producing this thing, this creative project that you set out upon. And when you do, it's not going to be in its completion the moment that pencil goes to paper or you start hitting away on the typewriter. It's going to be, it's going to start out with a single line, maybe a very messy, rough, light drawing that doesn't really make sense to anyone else except you. It might be a word, a letter, right? But you need to start somewhere, and there will be a certain amount of time that it takes for you to see this project through from the beginning to the end. And so if you take it and you think of it as being made up of small chunks rather than this giant thing that you need to accomplish, then you'll be able to keep your eye on the ball and it won't be so far off into the distance that you can't see it anymore. Because as long as you can complete this project, this illustration, this comic book, whatever it is you're working on, as long as you can complete it bit by bit, focusing on the next chapter in the progress of its development, and only that, without letting yourself, your the, the sparseness of your vision extend too far beyond that thing that you've got to do next, then you will find that all of a sudden, it's not that hard at all. Yes, you're on your way, you're on the road through to victory, but you're accomplishing it. You're making strides one bit at a time. And once you've completed all those chunks, of course, at the end, you will have that finished final product there in your hands, and you'll be able to share it with the world. But you've got to keep it manageable for yourself because you simply can't devour the entire thing all at once. You've got to take it in bite-sized chunks of manageable accomplishments that you can see progress on each and every day. And if you can let yourself think of it as such, then it won't seem so scary. That idea won't seem so hard. It will kind of feel easy, in fact. Like, hey, why not? Of course, we could jump into this tomorrow. Easy as. Heck, we could jump into it this afternoon. <laughs> or whenever you're listening to this podcast, dumb down your idea a little bit. Or at least, if you have already got a big, grand idea, and I know it's cool, start to break it apart a little bit. Think of it and separate it into manageable chunks that you can start making progress on as soon as possible. And when you don't think of it as so big and scary anymore, you'll start to feel the courage and the confidence rise up inside you to just get started. You'll feel that excitement again. Because now your scope of vision has been narrowed just to the point that you need to focus on for now. And you'll progress beyond it. If the vision is very grand, if it's very extension, extensive, your vision will grow beyond it, of course. But you've got to keep focused on what comes next at all times. Break it down as much as you need to. 
So number three here, when it comes to finding the courage to start your art, look, this is this is another problem that may have arised for you. And I know that I wasn't so much a victim of it, but I did experience a great number of students come to me and tell me how their pursuit in the creative avenue that they've decided to venture down isn't really supported by their family and friends and maybe not even possible due to the circumstance that they're in. And these two are kind of separate, so it's probably better to break them up into two different categories. But having family and friends that support you or don't support you can either rapidly speed up your progress or hold you back in a dramatic way. And it is a really unfortunate situation when it feels like you're the only one on your team barracking for yourself. You're your own cheerleader. And when there's no one else there to help give you that support, to tell others about your ideas and that which you want to accomplish, it can make you wonder why you're even pursuing it in the first place, let alone having the courage to start it. It can feel like it's not even a reality for you in the foreseeable future. Maybe your friends and your family, they have other ideas for what they think you should be doing. They have their own vision and it concerns you and and how you should fit into that. And what you have to realize is, in the end, you've got to put yourself as number one. You've got to be the priority in this story that you're writing. And by that, I mean every single day you're writing another page in your book, another chapter in your book, and you're the hero of your own story. No one else. So don't let them write it for you. Don't let those around you decide where your the end of your story ends up. This is something which is and should be 100% in your control. So what you need to do is make sure that you are the author and that always you are putting yourself first before everyone else. Now, that's not to say to do it in a selfish way. This isn't concerning selfishness. This is concerning that which is most important to you. And if you do it, it'll be that thing that gives you the most fulfillment out of life above everything else. So that is worth putting above everyone else and even above yourself. It's something that you owe to yourself to make sure that you're living as much of your time in pursuit of that passion because in the end, that's what will make your life feel like it was worth lived. And so this is something which is is hard because there's not necessarily a solution for it. Not a straightforward one anyway. You can't just cut off your friends and you can't just cut off your family. This, for many of us, isn't really an option because 
well, for one, many of us don't have that many friends, so why would we cut, start cutting them off for no reason, just because they don't support, well, I mean, it, it does sound like a pretty good reason, actually, <laughs> but, you know, and in your family, you can't really cut them off either, because they're your blood, and so what I would suggest is, and what I have done in my life, one of the reasons that I have experienced very little of this dilemma is what you want to do is try to surround yourself with as many positively reinforcing people as you can. You can still keep your old friends. You can still keep your family. That's great. What I would suggest is that you block out any negative or discouraging advice or suggestions that they give you about your passion. That's none of their business. If they start putting you down about it, tell them that you don't want to discuss it with them. If they can't be on your team and they're not going to be there helping you to succeed, then this isn't a subject that you should bring up with them. Instead, find friends. Go out and find friends Maybe at your school, your high school, at your uni. And heck, if you've left uni, maybe at your work. Or maybe you hit the town with those other buddies of yours and you meet some new people instead with a like-minded view on the world that you can both relate with. The kind of person that you could talk to and be even more excited, even more energetic about that idea that you've got inside your mind. Like you're so buzzed as soon as you've had a conversation with them that when you leave, the first thing that you jump into when you get home is that comic book, is that illustration, is that story, is that track, right? And there are people out there like that. There's many people out there like you who are creative who have dreams and pursuits that they want to see through to the end. And when you can find somebody who finds a similar amount of inspiration in you as you do them, that's when you'll realize that now all of a sudden you're in a friendship, a relationship where you're getting as much value as you're giving. And it's just, it's so fun to be able to talk to somebody who is just as passionate about what they're doing as you are. And especially when you can listen to each other and bounce ideas off of one another, there is no better relationship that you can have with another person. Of course, if it's your partner, that's even better as well. If it's your family, fantastic. Unfortunately, we don't always get to choose the people who come into our lives or how long they stick around for. We don't get to decide what they're interested in about us, and that's not our place either. But we can bring in new people who are on our team, who are going to barrack for us and help us to see our goals through to the end. Now, if you still don't have the option to go out and meet new people and make new friends that way, then... The, the final thing that I would suggest here is jump online because there's a lot of Facebook groups out there, the How to Draw Comics community included. There's a lot of forums that are all creative in whatever 
thing it is you're doing. And there's people on these forums, although they may be across the other side of the world and you might not get to sit in the same room as them, there are people out there who are going to be encouraging when you show them your work, when you tell them what it is you're planning to do. And they'll support you. Again, they might not be there physically, but just knowing that there's people out there somewhere in the world that are for you doing what it is you love and they're, they're backing you, they've, they've got you, they believe in you and they have faith that you're going to achieve this thing that you've set out to do, that is going to build up your confidence so much and you will have the courage to then start your art if indeed that was the symptom to that problem. There's many things that can hold us back from actually getting stuck into that which we love most. Usually, for me, it's always building it up too much inside my own mind, making it into this grand thing that starts out manageable and eventually becomes something impossible. But for you, it might be something different. And hopefully, the three tips that I've shared with you here today in this episode of the podcast, you'll be able to use them to at least start to overcome anything that is holding you back from just getting stuck into it. And it could be so many, so many other things. We're all different and unique people. And what I'd encourage you to do is, is if you've got a unique situation where there's something just holding you back from getting started on your art. Maybe it could be work. Maybe it could be school. It could be all the other exciting things that you want to do. Maybe you've got so many things that you would like to tackle that it's just hard to pick one and commit to it. But whatever it is, post it in the comments below. I'd love to hear what your obstacles are, what your challenges are, and maybe... Maybe I can address them in a future episode of the HTDC podcast and help you out a little bit. But for now, I hope that this episode has been of value to you. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more comic art tips, tricks, and tutorials, be sure to visit www.howtodrawcomics.net. Over on the site, you'll find a ton of written tutorials, video tutorials, the podcast, of course, and when you're ready to delve into the art of comic book illustration, you'll also find an entire library of in-depth courses by myself, Robert Marzullo, and Ed Foychuk. As always, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, keep on creating, keep on practicing, and I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>